What if I mentioned that heart disease accounts for one in five deaths in the United States with hypertension being a major contributing factor? Pretty scary, isn't it? Would you think that herbs would be able to help in this area? Join me today as we look at some of my top favorite cardio supportive herbs, along with one herb that is renowned for helping a broken heart. Our cardiovascular system is literally the river of life. And when we look at some of these functions, it just makes sense. It transports nutrients to our cells to help them thrive. White blood cells to combat infections. Hormones for helping with growth and development of a reproductive system. And waste removal. We create a lot of waste daily. We need to make sure it gets to the organs to get filtered and removed from our body. It also is responsible for governing our body temperature. We need our ideal body temperature being 37 degrees. It maintains fluid balance between our blood and our tissue, and it helps regulate our blood pressure. When we're looking at blood pressure, there are two types. Systolic, this is the pressure exerted when the heart pumps, and diastolic, this is the pressure measured between pumps. Ideally, we're looking for 120 over 80. This is on a blood pressure cuff monitor. But when it is over 140 over 90, that's considered hypertension, also known as high blood pressure. Hypertension is also known as the silent killer. And it's got that notorious Maleficent name because it has no obvious symptoms. You wouldn't be aware if you had high blood pressure. Now, this condition affects over 115 million people in the States. But that is people which have been diagnosed with hypertension. It doesn't account for the people which are ignoring symptoms or are unaware of it. Now, there are some symptoms which can be attached to high blood pressure, such as headaches, shortness of breath, dizziness, chest pain, nosebleeds and visual disturbances. But the reason I put an asterisk at the bottom is because these symptoms can be attached to other conditions or deficiencies. Take headaches, for instance. It could be due to a lack of magnesium, so a magnesium deficiency, or dehydration, or not enough electrolytes. And when we're looking also at hypertension, there are two categories. Primary, also known as essential hypertension, is where there's no identifiable cause, but our genetics and lifestyle play huge influence. Secondary hypertension is where an underlying medical condition, such as kidney infections, diabetes, can cause high blood pressure, or certain medications over a period of time can cause high blood pressure as well. Overall, getting our blood pressure checked, especially over the age of 40, is very important. When I was studying in England, we had some classes which looked at how certain botanicals could influence and support our various body systems. One class which really stood out to me was on our cardiovascular system. And it's because we were able to taste test a lot of these herbs as well while we were learning about them, which was so great.
So the first area which we focused on was the cardiotonic herbs. These are herbs which are great for toning and strengthening our cardiovascular system. So very nourishing. And with our blood being red, we were taught to consume, you know, red colored, you know, fruits, vegetables, and botanicals to nourish because they do actually provide a lot of nourishing qualities. So when we're looking at dark colored berries, they have flavonoids in them, which give them that color. And flavonoids provide an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory effect. So this is where elderberry, tart cherry, bilberry, blueberries, blackberries, they all have that dark color. And that's where it's great for nourishing our cardiovascular system. Now with these berries right here, they have a they have effects which are a little bit more focused towards other areas, such as like elderberry is great for the common cold and flu. So helping, you know, get over the virus. The tart cherry, great for boosting melatonin. So again, helping with the sleeping. Bilberry, great for supporting blood pressure and vision. But the berries which really stood out is hawthorn berry. That has a really strong connection with our heart. Many studies have shown that it can help increase the strength of our heart muscle that results in more oxygen uptake and utilization improving circulation so improving circulation in our fingers and toes along with dilating blood vessels so again helping with blood pressure and what's so great about this herb as well is that it works on an emotional level it's great for our broken heart and grief so when we're looking at hawthorn berry there's many forms. So for myself, I have it as the dry berry. Um, I'll take a good teaspoon of it, put in some hot water, let it steep. And then from there, you know, drink that. And I can consume that daily. And it doesn't have to be in that form. It can also be in powdered form as a tincture. But again, it's a very nourishing berry. Other red botanicals, one being red sage. When we're looking at red sage, it's got a very dark, or sorry, it's got a red hue to it. So this is the root, it's a Chinese herb, and it's very difficult to see, unfortunately, with the camera, but it's on the outside, it's got that red hue. And that red hue is great um, for providing over 200 compounds, which act as anti-inflammatory and antioxidants. So very, very nourishing. And this is a botanical which I will incorporate in blends for nourishing our kidneys and the liver. Another big one, beetroot. We're all familiar when we're peeling beetroot, stains our hands. Just think what it's going to be doing to our heart and circulatory system, that antioxidant. And the reason it stains our hands is because of betanine, that flavonoid. Now, there are various other, you know, red sort of botanicals out there. Um, but there's also botanicals such as stinging nettle, which are just concentrated in various vitamins, nutrient, or vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, flavonoids. And that's where stinging nettle provides a little bit more sometimes because it contains iron, which is great for red blood cell production. So as you can see, these sort of botanicals you can, you can find them in a lot of health food shops and you can consume them in very different forms. And it's great because they taste great as well. Their, their flavor is not off-putting, it's palatable.
And you can consume them daily too, which is another benefit. So after our lunch, uh, we ended up moving over to circulatory stimulant, circulatory stimulant herbs. So these were herbs which encouraged more uh, blood pressure, uh, more heart rate, you know, increased more focus. So these are herbs which are great, um, you know, for neurological, uh, for helping with digestion, you know, for breaking things down. And that's why we move over to that topic after lunch, because you get that lunch, you know, slump, you know, feel a bit tired. And when we consumed these sort of herbs, it, it did help you know, with focusing on the class as well as with digestion as well. So we had uh, cayenne, we sampled cayenne pepper, we sampled some ephedra, rosemary, ginkgo biloba. And with ginkgo being so bitter, it had a really strong effect on helping with digestion because it increases salivation and the release of more digestive enzymes. So after several hours focusing on, you know, those sort of stimulatory herbs, we moved over to the hypotensive, so really contradictory to what we, you know, we consumed at lunch. And we consumed herbs like lime flower, holy basil, they contain flavonoids, and these help dilate the blood vessels, helping reducing blood pressure. Beetroot has nitrates, which results in the creation of nitric oxide. That's where a lot of athletes will consume it uh, during their workout. So it helps get the nutrients and oxygens to their muscles and brain quicker. So these, again, very mild. They don't have a huge influence or quick aggressive effect towards our blood pressure. So this is where they find to consume um, on a day-to-day -day basis. When it comes to the stronger herbs like the mistletoe leaf, the snake root, the greater periwinkle, they have these compounds called alkaloids, which give off more of an aggressive um and when i say aggressive it's it's they, they, a stronger um, effect in comparison to these milder herbs and this is where they require supervision especially if you have a heart condition or if you are on any medication to support your heart or kidneys and that's the same for kidneys as well because our kidneys have a huge influence on our blood pressure so when we're when we ended up sampling the circulatory stimulant herbs, some of us got like a bit of a flush face and it was quite, quite amusing to watch, you know. And then when we consumed the hypotensive herbs, our blood pressure dropped and some, um, some well, I should say some, but most of us were quite giddy um, because we had a slight drop. And uh, it was quite interesting because we were seeing people flush face we were joking around and it was laughing and, and that's why it really stood out to me because we were tasting it was a very personal experience for me and that was where you know i really really enjoyed that class particularly because of the reactions we had and how you know i wouldn't expect that sort of herb to do this or taste like this so it was a really it was really nice it's a lot and that's the great thing about herbs as well is if you find a certain herb which you're very interested in you know, tasting it, um, you know, the smell, even growing it, seeing how it, how it is, it, it, it just resonates with you more than just reading it in a book. So with the class being slightly, you know, out of balance, uh, we ended up moving towards the Nervine, the calming herbs to get us prep for the end of the day. And Nervine means, you know, calming. So great for relaxing the nervous system. And there are various herbs out there like lavender, passion flower, but 
certain herbs which have a strict or a particular affiliation for supporting and calming down our cardiovascular system is like lemon balm due to the essential oils and motherwort because of the alkaloids. And here below, as you can see, it provides a lot of those relaxing qualities. It dilates the blood vessels again. It reduces the smooth muscles around the heart. It reduces anxiety, tension. Sometimes when we're stressed, our heart rate can go up, our blood pressure can rise as well. So this, these two herbs are great for that. Reducing tachycardia, so <clears throat> fast heartbeat, these herbs help with that, along with reducing heart palpitations. So as you can see there, that these herbs are, you know, help in a lot of these different areas. Motherwort, by a lot of herbalists, refer to it as a mother's hug. Because when you take it, it calms the stress down. It can help with palpitations. You're not concerned, you know, about um, the stress and the, you know, what it's doing to your heart and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's a very relaxing, comforting feeling. And I've had that experience before with motherwort. Very tall herb too. I've been growing it and go grows very high. Um, now, when it comes to lemon balm, fresh is best because of the essential oils. The dried leaf doesn't have those essential oils in high concentrations. So this is where if you have a fresh lemon balm or if, if you find a tincture with it in, it's far superior than consuming a dried herb as a tea. Now, when it comes to differentiating between, oh, should I do motherwort or should I do lemon balm? Motherwort, as we know, is great for the heart, but also when there are concerns with the menstrual cycles. So if you're struggling with hot flushes, motherwort is a great one for leaning to. Or if you're struggling with palpitations as well, that herb has a strong affiliation with that for helping calm those, those symptoms down. Lemon balm has more of a connection with our gut. So if we get indigestion, if we're bloated, and that's causing some influence on high blood pressure or, or having more of a you know heart palpitation, stuff like that, Lemon balm is great for the gut and for the cardiovascular system. So after consuming those herbs, we had a really great idea of what the tastes were. We had a great experience as a class. Um, I found it brought us closer together as well as a class. Um, and great memories too, whenever, um, you know, if we communicate, you know, through social media or even, um, you know, get together, as, you know, when I travel back to the UK, you know, we we'll always, you know, sometimes bring up that sort of experience. So it is, it is one of those great things about, you know, studying herbs in a class as well. Uh, if you have any questions about some of these herbs, feel free to comment below um, or more on a particular you know, health concern. Uh, that would um, I'll be happy to explain more of that, about that as well. Even though I talked about how great certain botanicals are to supporting different areas in our cardiovascular system, our lifestyle also has a huge influence on it as well. When we're looking at a diet approach, we need to reduce the inflammation. So the big one at the top of the list, sugar. We're all aware of that there's a lot of sugar in a lot of different foods out there. And a lot of the times we don't even recognize it. I, I picked up a beverage uh, yesterday on the back, 30 grams of sugar in that one, one can. And I could easily consume that and be over my daily amount with other foods which I consume. Sugar increase inflammation in the body. So this is where we need to be aware of our sugar intake. Processed foods 
the trans fats, the preservatives, the artificial flavorings and colorings, all have a purpose of extending the shelf life for that food, but internally have a negative effect and can increase inflammation levels as well. Sodium, when there's high sodium, that can result in our body to retain more water, increasing the risk for high blood pressure. High sodium is very commonly found in canned items, particularly soups. Now, whether it's table salt or sea salt, it's still got this mineral sodium in it. And that's where we just got to be aware of how much we're consuming daily. Alcohol and tobacco. This is where, when we're after a long day, we lean to a lot of these agents to de-stress. They're great. They provide a sedative, relaxing effect, but they do have a negative inflammatory effect towards various systems in our body as well. And this is where leaning towards healthier options is encouraged and a more of a beneficial effect for our body. Caffeine is not inflammatory, but it's highlighted because it can play, place extra strain on our heart and kidneys. So if we're struggling with conditions of the heart or kidneys, it's just best to see how much caffeine is in certain beverages or in, you know, even how much coffee you're consuming, because there is a lot more caffeine now in energy drinks than there is in a cup of coffee. So now we're on to the heart healthy foods and focusing on potassium enriched foods like the bananas, the spinach, the avocado, they're great. They reduce the risk for heart disease. They reduce sodium levels because they have that sodium and potassium balance, as well as potassium is great for dilating our blood vessels. So again, helping with reducing blood pressure. Fiber dense foods such as fruits, vegetables, complex carbs like oats and quinoa, great for binding to the sugars for a slow release. So it doesn't have too much of a negative impact towards our cardiovascular system. And it helps support with blood sugar regulation. Healthy fats have a lot of antioxidants. So a lot of omega-3s, fish oil, flaxseed, olive oil, very beneficial for the cardiovascular system. Fermented foods, kimchi, sauerkraut, they feed our good bacteria. And they that good bacteria releases short chain fatty acids, which some of them are very anti-inflammatory. So again, feeding our bacteria in our gut can help with our inflammation levels as well, particularly to different organ systems. And lastly, filtered water. 90% of our blood plasma is water. So when we're dehydrated, that can change the viscosity of our blood. So when we're looking at the extras, there's many more which I could have included, but I just focused on these three. So a big one is exercise. Getting that heart rate up is great, strengthens the heart muscles, helps with blood flow, as well as boosts, you know, various like anti antioxidant enzymes as well, like our glutathione. And it could be as intense as like going to a gym, weightlifting, running, you know, doing long distance running, or it can be something as simple as rebounding or dancing. As long as we're getting that heart rate up, we're sweating a little bit, it's a beneficial effect towards our cardiovascular system. De-stressing techniques. Also, I forgot to mention that when we're exercising, we help create various neurochemicals, which are relaxing, rewarding. So the dopamine, the GABA. So again, that helps us de-stress as well. When we're looking at other de-stressing techniques, yoga, 
meditation, qigong, consuming a nice relaxing tea. Uh, if you have a craving for alcohol after a long day, um, especially during the summer, it's a very common beverage to go to. There's hops, which is the dry herb. It doesn't have any alcohol, but it's got that relaxing qualities. And hops is sometimes found in certain alcoholic beverages as well. <clears throat> so that is a nice sort of go-to to help de-stress as well as it's very beneficial for the body. Other sort of herbs is like passion flower, skullcap, lemon balm, like I mentioned. And you can do it as a hot tea or you can do it, you know, put a big jug of it in the fridge. And as you come home, it's ready to pour and nice to consume and relax. And every herb, um, or sorry, not every herb, but <clears throat> there are certain herbs which will resonate more with you than with other people. For instance, for myself, when I'm too stressed, I will use ashwagandha. For somebody else, passion flower may be working better or hops. So go out, try a few different herbs and um, see which one helps, um, res what resonates mostly with you. And then lastly, healthy sleep patterns. We need to make sure we're getting that good eight hours of sleep. Some people need a little bit less, some people need a little bit more. But as long as it's undisturbed, we feel refreshed in the morning, that has a huge beneficial effect for our health. When we're up all night on our phones, not getting enough sleep, feel tired, as we all know, it has a huge impact on the next day. If you found today's podcast interesting, would like to find out more about some of these herbs like beetroot, red sage, lemon balm, feel free to check out Herbamama. With any supplement, it's always best to speak with your healthcare provider prior to consuming, especially if you have any medical conditions or are on any pharmaceuticals. Also, feel free to comment below if you'd like to learn more about a health condition and how herbs can help, or a particular herb in general, and just want to learn more about, like, say, the history or what it can offer you. And please like, share, and subscribe to all of our channels. See you all next time.